Hey guys, sorry. Just went to go get some milk and uh it's been in the car for about twelve days and uh I think it's expired, but you know, I come from a household where uh you don't throw shit away. There's no such thing as waste. Um So yeah, welcome to episode one fifty eight of the Off and Be Podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Uh recording this on july twenty third on a Saturday. 6.14 p.m. I decided not to go to work today because I wasn't scheduled, but I thought about going and picking up a shift, and I decided not to because I'm like, oh, yeah, that podcast thing I have, I should probably, like, you know, stick to that um, and, you know, honor my commitment to myself. Um, it's, literally, it's literally been 12 days since I posted the last episode. Uh, as I'm recording this, which probably means it was actually two full weeks when I actually recorded it. Uh, yeah, and I, I I remember I told you guys last time, like, hey, you know, I've been throwing, I've been foreshadowing that, hey, maybe longer gaps in between episodes, but damn, like, I, it's almost like I predicted. <laughs> I, and uh, but yeah, um, just a recap. Uh. The reason why it's been taking some time is, obviously, I'm a busy man. I have a regimen now. But I promise, I promise I'm getting back to multiple episodes a week. I'm hoping to record a couple today, give you guys a couple this week. You know, the faithful, you know, the strong, faithful fan base I've grown. It's weird how, because typically when you get a bigger fan base, fan base you, you feel, you think you would be more... I feel more of an obligation or feel more uh, attentiveness to the people that have gravitated to you towards time. And I have the biggest audience I've had, you know, as the show has grown. And for some reason, I'm like, you know what? The more that's here, make them wait. It's kind of like when you uh, start going out dating. It's a, when you have so many options, you actually just kind of like the feeling of uh, being chased. And you guys have been chasing my opinions on thing and i'm just making you wait um <laughs> this ain't the real i don't do five episodes a week and uh even though they don't really keep it real which uh yeah so uh i appreciate you guys for sticking with me uh, i'm figuring this new schedule stuff out with my life changes but yeah um i saw thor <laughs> uh, I don't know how else to start this pod, but you know me. I just, I just kind of start. Um, you know, you know, someone actually told me because you know your boy is getting a little juicy. Um, oh, the juice is worth the squeeze, and uh, just waiting for them to squeeze my cheeks. I'm talking about my face. You know how I don't care to get those cheeks squeezed. Um, kind of like your grandma when she's like, "Oh, you cute little button." Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna say you're cute as a button. What are you gonna do, like unfasten me? Uh, because the last time I unbuttoned something, um, she's like, uh, "I'm on my period," and I'm like, "Eh, you know, let me uh, let me put a question mark after that, and make you question why the fuck you decided to let this happen." Um, hey, you know what? You're the most fertile, so uh, let me take advantage of my little sperm count. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know my sperm count. Um, <laughs> oh, Clint. Sorry. Getting back in the pot in shape. Uh, getting back in the pot in shape, even though your boy's in shape. Um, 
because I'm in love with the shape of me. But you know, I saw Thor and uh, Thor Love and Thunder. And it was because I went on a date with a lady. And uh, it was nice. It wasn't our first date. It was technically our second. Um, But yeah, so your boy actually... For the first time, I actually went on a date with a girl in over two and a half years. And I don't like talking about my personal life like that. But, you know, to kind of at least give an explanation of where things have kind of changed for me. You know, I had Cheesecake Factory. They uh, gypped me on my s'mores. Um, I guess they forgot to give me some more. Okay. <laughs> oh, there was a soul that left that plane. Okay, um, <laughs> some more. One of the most underrated female comedians ever. Why did you have to classify she's a female? It's like, because she's a female. Um, but, you know, it's different styles, different subject matters. Anyways, but, um, yeah, so I saw Thor, and it was really good. Uh, and as I was saying, someone... Someone in my gym, you know, they can't, like, they don't come there often, but someone I kind of knew in a previous job and stuff, he came, it's like, dude, you're looking like a, you're looking like a small Thor. And I'm, this was before I saw the movie, by the way, which probably influenced me to be like, hey, let's go see Thor. Um, because, you know, I want to see what my doppelganger is up to. Oh, in the thunder. Speaking of love and thunder, it's thundering outside. And I'm loving it. Uh, but... He's like, dude, you're looking like a Thor. You're looking like Thor. And I'm like, eh, not really. Um, but I appreciate the compliment. I think he was talking about more of just like my body composition than certain parts. You know, the veins and the arms and shits getting pretty nasty. And of course, people will say, oh, if you have veins in the arms, you must be uh, on some shit. It's like, actually, you can just naturally achieve things. And I... I I'll I'll start with this. I've been I've been having a heavy gravitation to my YouTube to on YouTube watching Natty or Not videos. Which for people that aren't really don't know what that is, essentially channels like More Plates More Dates. They'll do Natty or Not videos where they'll cover a person, whether it's a bodybuilder or a celebrity transformation, fitness influencer, and it'll be like this physique based off their baseline and the. And the development of their muscles in a certain way, how fast they did it. They basically die, dissect whether it's possible they were able to do this naturally or not. Or whether they believe they did it naturally or not. And I've been, I, I think I've gravitated toward the fascination because I've seen how quick my body has grown. And I also see how a lot of people assume that anyone that makes quick transformations, they must have automatically done something unnatural taking enhancements or whatever and i i think it's kind of created this not nepotism but it's created this expectation in people that they really a lot of people really underestimate what their body is capable of and i'm speaking that from personal experience of making the transformation i have where people are like not the you know pat myself on the back but you know now i got traps so pat it baby pat away pat away Run away, run away, as J. Cole would say. Um, 
I think what really exposes is there's this negativity towards anyone that if you made some significant change in your body, that you must have done something that didn't just involve consistency in something you did or dedication, whatever. And that there's this heavy assumption that anytime someone gains, like they get massively bigger and like physically while maintaining a lean physique or their body now has more veins or more vascular when they've never had that. And it was a quick, crazy transformation. There's this automatic assumption that they're on some shit. And there are people that are. Look, I don't look like Wolver- I don't look like Hugh Jackman when he transformed for Wolverine. You look at the first Wolverine where he just looks like a regular dude walking the street to the last one where he's got fucking this long snake vein from his delt all the way to his like wrist that crosses over to his chest. Like, yeah, you know what? It's a little skeptical. But you can have that and be natural just takes time. So, but I think what it exposes that everyone is just like, oh, anyone that gains muscle now, they're on some shit. And I think that's this weird thing that's created is that any hard work or dedication that someone puts into something, it really exposes society and how we think that we always assume the most negative. We always assume that everyone takes shortcuts nowadays because the shortcuts are easily available. Because I think it exposes a lot about that individual that they feel like in order for them to achieve something, they would have to do something that's not natural. In this case, like when you're talking about bodybuilding or changing your body. And look, some people aren't as blessed. And I'm not even saying I'm blessed. I think I have average genetics at best. But I work really hard. And I think no matter if you have bad or okay genetics, if you work really hard, you'd be surprised. Like the difference you can make in your body. Um, But yeah, he's... And I was like, you know, I think I'm more like the malnutrition version of Thor. Like, like technically, yeah, I'm pretty sizable. But he's legitimately in that form, probably got like 50 pounds on me. And probably like 40 of that's muscle. Like, we're not, we're not playing the same game. And I'm not trying to play the same game. I don't have to carry a fucking 80 million pound hammer. That literally destructs the world at one swing. I don't have to. But, you know, it, it does kind of get annoying when you're watching a lot of these uh, Natty or Not videos. You, you start sitting there like, you know, I have an interest in watching this stuff. Do I just have this negative point of view of people that are natural or not? And then it exposes a lot that when you read comment sections, it's, oh, this dude's not natural. It's like, you act like people can't improve transformations so rapidly like that there's certain transformations that are like all right like Kamal Nanjani when he did his in a year he went from you know just a normal overweight nerd dude who literally looked like he never lifted a weight in his life at the age of 40 something and then all of a sudden he looks like a fucking actual god of a specimen because he's electrocuting his fucking muscles. Like, I'm not even joking. That was part of his training thing. Apparently, if you electrocute your muscles, the elect- these they're called like electro things. 
you'll execute your biceps and shit while you're curling and stuff. And it's supposed to like bring out more whatever, enhance it. It has like 10% more of a stress on the muscle, which causes faster growth. And I'm not saying it doesn't work, but what I'm saying is, yeah, like that shit's like, if you do that shit, I honestly think that shit is more weirder than if you do take like HGH or some shit. Because, like, that's, like, some extreme, like, you're willing to fucking electrocute yourself for a little bit more gains. Like, to me, that that's actually, like, a mental disorder. Like, someone that works out every single day, people are like, oh, that's unhealthy. It's like, well, at least that person's exerting natural effort to get a result of something. That whatever gets out of this, I get out of this. All I can do is put in the work and whatever. When you start, like, electrocuting yourself, like... I think that's when it's like you're trying to, there's one thing about trying to get to the next level and then there's like, dude, relax, ain't that serious, um, but yeah, no, Thor, the movie, it was pretty good, um, gonna try to move on from that topic, I think it went a little too long, and natty or not, I probably need to speak louder, uh, sorry, trying to get my voice back. Um, but yeah, no, like I said, back to, you know, I've always assumed I was a bad dater and I actually realized I'm actually a really, I actually am a good date. It's typically when you go on dates, you got to be fortunate enough to have someone that's like engaging back. And I'm not saying the person I went on a date with, like, it's going to be, you know, is going to work out or whatever. But what I am saying is. It was nice to just have. Someone who's engaging with you. And maybe you know. First second date stuff. Like that stuff like. Inevitable like people are just going to naturally. Be more interested and fascinated by you. Even when there's. And then by the third date. It's like alright. Yeah you already told me this. Okay. And uh, Jeffrey from Tinder's text to me. So. You gonna hit it? Um, <laughs> you don't hit my line no more. Uh, I wonder when Kalani says, "Yeah, this is my workout music." You don't make it ring, ring. I think she's like making two references. I think she's literally talking about, "You don't hit my line no more. You don't call. You don't make it ring, ring." I also think she means you don't hit it right no more. You don't make it ring, ring, ring down there. Um, <laughs> it's like a home phone, baby. You got to do the clockwise and counterclockwise, and then the call will either go through. And sometimes when it's rain outside, um, <laughs> got to keep the rain in, baby. Um, oh, talk about, talk about uh, bowling into the gutter. <laughs> oh, got to do the three-hole method. Keep your thumb out. Um <laughs> Oh, Clint, you're such a, you're such a noob, um, but yeah, no, you know, it was nice, went to, like I said, went to Cheesecake Factory, saw Thor, first day went to a restaurant, and you know what, it was just nice to kind of be social, have a life, be conversational with a person, kind of get to know someone, like, when you don't do something for a while, you have a lot of these nerves that you're like, Am I like, do, am I so inept that I just can't do this? But then when you get an environment with someone, you're calm down and you're natural. It's like, oh, this is really not, it doesn't have to be that hard. 
we just make it a lot harder. The anxiety of something being harder than it has to be. And I think that's something when a lot of people talk about being scared to go on dates with someone. They're scared of being interesting and shit. Like, it's all, it's all in your head. Like, it's really not, it doesn't have to be like that. If the person you're with actually wants to be there, typically it's going to go all right. Like, for, to me, for a first date to be awful, the only way a first date can be really bad is, you know, obviously if the guy just starts putting his finger in your booty hole and uh, you didn't, uh, you weren't ready, so you have a crusty crab, or you have a little crusty crumbles, um, <laughs> kind of like the chocolate shavings on my cheesecake, um, which, uh, you know, they didn't put enough of. Of the actual fucking cheesecake, they low sliced it. They gypped me. That's a reference to my dad. Um, <laughs> or one of you has just got to not really want to be there, and it's just so apparent to me. That's only for because to get to know someone, it's always interesting to get to know someone, even if you know you have nothing really in common, even if you know that this is not gonna go far. But just the fact that you were able to really learn something about someone and someone took time out of the day, you took time out of your day and you viewed each other important enough to make this time to make this happen. I think there's something to that. Whether it goes great or not, I really think the only way a first date can go bad is if just one of you really doesn't want to be there. Like, when you hear these stories about first dates being so god-awful, I'm like, Jesus, like, you almost have to try really hard for this shit to make it bad. Because, I mean, you know, my jokes were my jokes were rolling, baby. <laughs> and that's the thing. My jokes work for a while. And then after a while, they just kind of get, my style gets a little old, which it's only a matter of time, baby. Um, but yeah, no, you know, I just think it's, it was nice. Um, I like how I actually wrote podcast topics for this and I've already done four of the five I wrote down. So this is going to be a tough one, guys. Uh, hang in there. Um, also I want to talk about, there's an interesting thing and I know I talked about my body a lot, but look, it's been a while. It's been 10 plus days. The body, the body's growing. This isn't about, I don't want this podcast to be about my health and my working out thing. But I do think it's a prevalent topic in society. And when people say they don't care about whether a guy's fit or not fit, I really think that a lot of people, guys and girls included, what we say doesn't always actually match what we react to, what we naturally react to what we're actually attracted to because we don't want to be perceived as kind of like as a guy we don't want to perceive as a douchebag to be like you know what it doesn't matter if a girl is a 10 like you know she has a good personality and she's a six or seven you know you know it's uh it's more about what's on the inside when in reality a girl can have the greatest personality and all that shit but then you just look at her and you're not attracted to her And it can really, I would only assume that, yeah, like, uh, everything's so great and you feel bad that you're not sexually or visibly attracted to that person. And I think for girls, like, 
you like the girls will say it doesn't matter if a guy's in shape or fit. And I don't think girls are really into guys who are like overly obsessed, like skin tight, 7% body fat type of stuff. But I do think there's a natural attraction to guys that visibly work out. And there's visible signs of that, whether it's veins in the forearms or just strong, strong features in a body, broad shoulders, you know, type of the V tape. And I'm not obsessed with the body, but I'm very I've been very fascinated with a lot of this stuff because we live in this now thing where the most common thing is, oh, girls prefer guys with dad bods. It's like, okay. But that doesn't seem to be really what the gravitation is going to. And I think it's a lot of this body positivity stuff you want to, we want to talk about. And someone pointed out something to me, and I was watching a More Plates, More Dates video, and he made a point about something, I think casually not even realizing it. And he was saying, you know, if you really think about it, because he was talking about, I think he was talking about a video where girls were talking about dad bods and stuff and how it's actually more attractive than guys really fit and all this stuff. He's like, well, you also got to look at like this. A lot of people will say they they prefer a less desirable characteristic in someone because it can because it shows an inferiority of what they feel they can actually attract. If that makes sense. Like if you're jeez, I don't I I don't even like calling people ugly and stuff. I'm not really that type of guy, but we'll just for for heaven's sake, God's sake. Hey, God made you say God made us all the way we are. Yeah, and you know what? God made some of us ugly and some of us not so much. Okay? That's the way it works. Um Like there's this weird thing where Ugly, like, really, uh, and I, honestly, I think, let me, let, me, let me think about this again, guys. I'm getting back in the pot in shape. Give me a break. Cut me some slack, even though I don't have any slacks. Um, <laughs> cut it. You need to cut it. Um, I should probably just cut the pot right now. But anyways, I, th- I think now because the more less attractive, the less the more physically unattractive a girl is. Oh, Jesus, client. Here we go. Um, and I'm going to say this the same for guys, too. Just, you know, the play affair here. But I think guys actually have a weird, more entitlement to feel like a guy could be 300 pounds, but feel like he still deserves a woman that could, like, look like Sofia Vergara or Eva Mendez can cook and all this shit, waiting for him to come home to take his shoes off while she's playing Cater to You by Destiny's Child in the background because that's what he feels like he deserves. And he looks like shit. He doesn't take care of himself. Blah, blah, blah. I think, like, kind of like the movie uh, The Other Guys of Will Ferrell. I, I used Eva Mendez. Even though he's not real fat, but... His personality, the way he is, and he's with her, and she, like, feels like she's lucky to be with him, and it makes the whole, like, thing funny, like, wait, what type of shit? But he made a point where when you hear an unattractive woman, typically, 
Because it's simply always the unattractive woman that speak the most for the attractive woman. Um, if we're going to be honest about it. And it's always the people that feel like they're being left out in the thing they're speaking about. That speak the loudest about the thing they're speaking about. So they're making everyone else feel bad for reality. Um, so it's simply the ugly, unattractive girls that will say like, you know what? It doesn't matter if a guy's fit. It doesn't matter if this and that. It's like, yeah, because typically a guy who's probably in that shape is probably not really into you. And I think that really, but if they get ahead of it and try to make it seem like, oh, it doesn't matter. This whole like fitness culture and all this stuff doesn't matter. It's like, well, yeah, because it has shown over time that the people in that culture and the people who do that stuff are not into you. And instead of if you were to want someone, it's like, you know, it's how Adele. I think Adele is a great example of what happens when one partner, because she was with a guy and they were both like normal, whatever. And she lost a lot of weight. She got whatever and good for her, I guess. Then all of a sudden she magically left him. Now, he won. Like, you know, people are like, oh, it's so wrong. He got like 80 million in the divorce or whatever. It's like, hey, you know what? <laughs> you want to lose half your weight? You lose half your money, bitch. Um, <laughs> uh, shouldn't call them bitches, but hey, got even the score here. Um, I guess she thought she would find no one like you. Um, I wonder if she did wish him the best. Because she made, she made that song like a decade before that. And so, I guess to me, when you, you notice how she lost all the weight, all that stuff. Then she got divorced. But he still like, I guess kind of looked the same. So you're telling me when one person has a complete different way of living life and the other person doesn't that they're with. That doesn't change how they view that person. And I say this with my experience now, right? And I'm saying this because I actually don't view it as a good thing. It has actually made me more shallow. It has actually made me look at people less when I say this. Because now people treat me different. You, you get more attention... You get more eyes when I go to the gym, work, whatever. You get more attention. But it wasn't, I didn't get the same attention from the same people before. When I was the same guy. When I was the same personality, all that stuff. And what it does is it opens your eyes that this shit matters a whole lot more than what you actually value it. But you have to find a way to adjust the way you look at it. To how everyone else kind of does. You don't have to change what you really feel about it. But you do have to be aware. The reality. Of how circumstances. And how things that you deem as shallow. That shouldn't change how someone looks at you. Does. And when I hear these. When I hear people say. Oh it doesn't matter. Okay. But you sure look at me like it does. You sure treat me like it does. And 
it's really opened my eyes that more attention actually makes you more shallow and it actually makes you want less of it because it exposes the most shallow parts of people that you end up actually finding unattractive. So you, you think that when you become more attractive or you lose weight or become more in shape, you think like what you want is, oh, you want people to look at you and be admirable. Like, oh my God, look at this person. When in reality, what it actually ends up doing to you can be kind of the opposite. If you're level-headed, I should say. Some people, oh, they feed it. They're like, oh, yeah. And, you know, I kind of get off on being like, hey, yeah, you know, what are you going to do? Um, you take it, uh, the thing is, take it for what it is, nothing more. Um, because anyone that's admired by your physique and stuff is probably not someone you would actually respect in general sense. Because that means anyone with a decent physique, they could be easily swayed by. And, you know, I take advantage of it. Um, <laughs> but... It does open your when we and that's why when you hear these things like oh this stuff doesn't matter this and that is like that how come my experience is just walking around living my life it's that seems and like it kind of does so either I'm completely lost either I'm completely lying to myself either I don't see what I see and but one thing I'm really good at is seeing what I see or why are you always lying? Because uh, someone's lying. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things where, especially when people are now being like over complimentary about it. And there's a fine line between someone complimenting you about something that's different about you in a good way. And then there's the type of complimentary where it's almost like condescending, where it's almost like, I know I'm complimenting you, but it's almost like, you know, why, why do you have to do that? It's like, because I fucking can. And I have the ability and effort level to do. And of course, you're going to say it's unnatural when in reality it's just, you know, Work out three hours a fucking day um, and eat rice and meat and peanut butter. That's all you have to do. Um, <laughs> oh, it's a great life. Um, but yeah, you know, pe- people think, like, I would always recommend, like, if you, if you don't feel good about yourself, you know, be healthier, get in shape, work out, whatever, to make yourself feel better. It's always better than not, but... And I, I even did it, and I've always felt this way even before I made the transformation, is that it should not be, you should never do it for hoping to get a reaction from people or hoping for, you know, a validation, whether it's from girls or even other guys type of thing. You should do it because you enjoy doing it and it makes you feel good because compliments come and go and then once you set into a physique the thing is it's always cool when someone changes at first but then when someone keeps it then that's kind of like the standard people hold you to and then people don't look at you any different like when someone sees the rock it's like wow yeah yeah we we know this way he looks like it's not like chris pratt when he made his transformation we're like 
holy fuck. Now it's like, all right, he's essentially been now the same for like four or five years. And it's like, oh, this is what we're used to from him. So like that, the level of difference is very minimal for only a brief period of time. So your motivation has got to be essentially genuine. It's got to be the same. It's got to be because of you. You like to see the improvement. You like to feel the improvement. You like the progressing in the weight room. You like the progressing, you know, and just, you know, feeling different. But when I hear the bullshit, (laughs) I got to say, when I hear the bullshit and saying, oh, it doesn't matter. It's like, okay, um, my DMs say otherwise, just to be transparent, because the same door was open when I didn't look like this, and now, without even reaching out to you, all of a sudden, because you hear a word from one friend that saw me at the gym, now all of a sudden, I got four DMs in the day on an app that I don't even fucking go on. So, don't tell me it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me, but just don't tell me it doesn't matter, okay? It don't matter to me. Um, uh, Jesus. Yeah. Also, fun fact. Well, I wouldn't say fun. Um, this is not a fun fact at all. I legitimately saw a cat get run over in person. This is no joke. Uh, I was at a stop sign. And everyone stopped or whatever. And then the car that went, I noticed there was someone in the middle of the road. But, you know, I thought it was like a squirrel or something. No one cares if a squirrel gets run over or possum. It's like good riddance. Um, oh, geez, that sounded bad. But, uh, but, you know, honestly, no one cares about animals unless they're cartoonized. Car- cartoon. Cartoon, cartoonized, cartoonish. Basically, they're like animated with a voice, and it's funny, and we can connect them to a name. Like when you see a bunny, what do you think of? You think of Peter Cottontail? No, you you think of bugs. Um, <laughs> old bugs. But I saw, and it was in the middle of this four-way, this intersection. And I saw this car going across, and I saw this cat, and I'm like, oh, no. And I'm thinking, oh, the cat's going to, like, ball up and be like, Rah! and then, like, go in between the car and not get run over. But no, the front right wheel, boom. And the worst part is everyone was, like, stayed at the stop sign. There's a side the stop sign for like 30 seconds. And that car that ran over it stopped a little bit ahead for a little bit. Because I think it felt the bump and it didn't know what to do. And then it just kind of slowly kept going after like a good 15, 20 seconds. And it's like, okay. And it was just an orange cat. And uh, now uh, you get your local Asian Express. Um, <laughs> which, by the way, $1.50 now. How does it go from a dollar scoop to a dollar fifteen to a dollar twenty-five, then jumps up to a dollar fifty? Like a dollar fifty scoop doesn't ring off the tongue that well. At this rate, it's gonna be two dollars. 
I'm you're literally doubling the price at a certain point. It's like these Saudi uh, oil companies. Uh, just they don't have to claim it on the taxes. Uh, we don't have to claim it if we don't. It's like you know you. You know, you got to think these these dollar scoop, these these Chinese places that we assume just use dead cats, their profit margins have got to be fucking insane. You're basically just getting free inventory. You literally just go out on the highway maybe once a week, go about five miles, scoop a couple cats, scoop a couple random animals. Like, we just assume they use cats, you know? Yeah, they probably use a lot of different animals. And they just scoop a couple with the shovel like off like the old man off home alone. And you know, just scoop it off the scoop it off the ground. And they probably don't like you notice how you never actually see a food truck at these Chinese places? Like all these other places, you see Subway food trucks, you see McDonald's food trucks, all these food trucks where you see like, oh, through the back door they're, you know, rolling out, you know, buns and shit and meat and boxes i've never seen it at a fucking chinese place any chinese place i'm not trying to stereotype i'm not trying to fit a generalization of what we americans have generalized but at the same time when you think about it i've never seen it i've never seen a food truck i've never seen gordon's food truck or whatever the fuck (laughs) like never seen cisco I've never even seen, like, a van. Like, a sketchy van where they just... Like, it's almost like they just make it all in-house. I guess that's what the house special is. They're like, damn, for 12 bucks, how come I get four pounds of fucking rice and all this random shrimp and beans and shit? It's like, yeah, it's a a house special, right? We found it under your house. Um, (laughs) It's like, yeah, that's why I haven't seen tubs in a while. What are you gonna do? Um... Uh, but yeah, but yeah, no, see, it's different, you know, we get so conditioned to seeing dead animals on the street, which obviously if you were to just see a dead person run over, like, it would be a whole different experience, you'd be like, oh my fucking god, you pull over, be traumatic, probably call the cops saying like, oh my god, this person is dead, where it's like an animal, if you run over a cat and dog, there's no fine. Like, there's no law that, oh, you run over a cat, here's a $400 fine. Like, that's not a thing. If it was just an accident, like, I don't know, if you're just there, like, fucking running over dogs and cats, you know, for sport, and then, yeah, I'm pretty sure animal cruelty or something. Um, but, yeah, no, you can sit there and hit deer all day in your F-150, and they're just going to be like, I mean, at your own risk, they're going to fuck up your vehicle. But, hey, have fun with it. It's weird, like, for animals, we're just like, ah. We just see dead animals on the road, like, oh, my God, that's so sad. There's no fine. There's no legal about But we treat animals. We treat animals like they're humans. Oh, they're better than humans. Oh, my God. It's like, okay, you know what? Now, how come these funeral services will never have a service for a cat? You know what? You love your animals so much. You know how you would pay $10,000 to bury a family member. You know what? Pay ten grand and justify paying ten grand for your fucking cat. Go ahead. And anyone that shows up for your cat's funeral and takes a whole day off of work to show for your cat's funeral, let me just tell you, they don't have a job. They don't have anything. Alright? They got nothing going on. Alright? 
Like, absolutely fucking nothing if you show up to a cat's funeral type of thing. All right? Look, I'm, 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 I don't hate cats. I'm not a cat guy. But, but you know, if, if I had a friend be like, hey, you know, my, uh, you know, little, 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 and people always give their cats like, you know what, if don't name, don't say you give a fuck about your cats or your dog more than people when you give them name like Sniffles, because you would never name your kid Sniffles unless you fucking just like despise your kid and did it out of spite because you didn't want to bring him to this world because, oh, they made an abortion law now and I couldn't get an abortion, so I'm going to name my kid Sniffles for payback. It's like, well, damn, I mean... Kid didn't do nothing to you. I mean, you're the one that made the kid. Don't name him Sniffles or Snugs. Um, but don't don't sit here and say you give a fuck about more about your animals and you give them names like Chopstick. You give them names that you would not name your kid. That you would not name a human being. I know. I really think that animals are honestly just used as whipping boy type of experiments by people as pets. Because you can talk to animals a certain way. You get all this unconditional love bullshit when it's not really unconditional. Like, they're literally only using you because you pour some treats on the fucking floor for them. And because once in a while, when you get some food that you bring to go, you drop a couple noodles on the floor for them. Whatever the fuck. You know? Yeah. It's like, oh, we love you. It's like, yeah, you know what? If it, if another family feeds them a little bit more, guess where they're going? To that family. All right? Um, <laughs> I, you know, I just fucking... Uh, it, it really... When I saw that... and it may, I'm not saying when I saw the cat go run over. It, it makes you feel weird. Like, holy fuck. I just saw a cat get run over. Did I sit there and cry about it? Was I in slight shock for a few seconds? Yes. Did I know like whether I should drive or not? Yes. But it wasn't like if you saw a fucking like nine-year-old kid got run over. Like that's a whole different animal. Well, not literally. Um, <laughs> ooh, bad choice of words. Um, you see, kid girl, everyone gets out of the car like, oh my god. Oh my god. And it should. A cat gets run over. Everyone's like, there's going to be a missing cat poster on a stop sign by Kroger in the next couple days. Where's my cat? It's like, eh, he's been run over about 35 times now. Um, He's not coming back. Um, uh, Yeah, but hey, you know, you can put the skin on your wall like it's some, you know, wild game catch. Um, uh, but yeah, no, it's definitely, uh, ah, uh, Jesus, not for a cat specifically, but, uh, guess he didn't have a dog in this fight. Okay, Clint. Okay. Meow, meow. Talk about meow mix, and he's mixed all over the road over two mile radius now, because he's just all over everyone's tires. It's just going across, just going across all the county. All different lights, different intersections. Uh, yeah, no, you know. Uh, you know what you're not going to ask the cat? Are you natty or not? Um, because it don't really fucking matter. He's dead. Ah, uh, cats. 
But yeah, no, you know, it, it was a weird sight to see. It's never fun to see something get run over. Even like watching uh like a glass bottle get run over. It's kinda it's a little anxiety because you're like, uh, this person's tired. This shit's gonna start to flame. There's gonna be like a small old glass just stuck in the tire. And they're going to lose air for days and days and not even realize it till it's too late. Um, it's also weird how like with cats and dogs, we will stop in the road for them. And geese. Oh, here's the thing. Like nearby where I live, there's these ducks. I'm not even joking. There's this body of water near a stop... Near this, it's like a little past the stop sign. It's kind of like near these warehouses. There's a body of water pond. And then across like this boulevard, there's another body of water. That these geese around, since I wake up around the same amount of time, leave the house around the same amount of time every morning, drive to the gym, blah, blah, blah. About once every couple weeks, this will randomly happen at this time. These ducks, you know, they, they kind of walk in line. They kind of walk in single file line. I don't know this. I don't know their, you know, heritage or their reasoning. I'm sure there's a reason. Oh well, ducks, you know, they have the female in the front, the male in the back, like lions and stuff. It's like I don't know. They're just inconveniently crossing the road and they're hella slow and they don't give a fuck about how long you wait. Sometimes they could be quick about it. it could be a minute and a half, and sometimes it will be seven plus fucking minutes. And you just gotta sit there and be like, ah, these little geese. Oh, they're so cute. But you know what? If in that same amount of time and the same distance, if a human being took seven fucking minutes to cross, we'd be like honking the horn saying, hey, you piece of shit, fucking move. But little ducks, little cats, little geese, everyone's like, oh, everyone pulls out their phones and like, oh my God, look where I came across. I know I'm 20 minutes late to work, but who cares? Look at these little geese. Where if you're late to work because a human fucking crosses the street for seven fucking minutes, you're like, this motherfucker crossing the street, now I'm late to work, that fucking asshole, bro, bro, bro. But little geese want to just get in the fucking way because they want to go to another pond because they have nothing else to fucking do because they stay in the same square mile of a radius to live. It's like, you know what? It's weird, like, we, we give so much credence to animals who do absolutely fucking nothing for us except they look cute. Because of fucking Donald and Daffy Duck, we just laugh at these geese and these ducks, whatever the fuck they are. I'm like, oh, look at them, they're just crossing with their little feet. And then he wobbled away, he wobble, 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 till the very next day. Guess what? It's cute when it happens every month you come across, like, oh my god. But I'm very sure if you went to work every fucking day and that shit happened, someone's going to just say fuck it and start running over them. And if if I thought seeing that cat going run over side, if I saw like six ducks and geese getting run over at the same fucking time, yeah, that that would fuck me up. Because all you hear is, I don't know what noise ducks make or geese. I've actually never, I don't, because I don't think they're quack, quack, I don't think it's really like Affleck, Affleck, quack, quack, like I don't think they actually say quack, but uh, when they get run over, it's going to be a quack, quack, um, it's going to be quick and quack, uh, quack and quick, oh Jesus, uh, and talk about smothered and covered, I'm not talking about the hash browns, uh, <laughs> 
an hour. I only took 47 minutes in to get a joke. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, you just saw eight humans taking their sweet-ass time. And it wouldn't even matter if it was 78-year-old grandma and grandpa just crossing the street on their stroller. You'd be like, this motherfucker, fucking asshole. It's like, uh, he's actually a World War II veteran. It's like, I don't give a fuck. But these seven geese <laughs> that were born four months ago, I'm like, oh, oh, look at these. Look at them. Look at them stopping traffic. It's so beautiful. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, Jesus. And, you know, I, I blame kids. And because it's grown adults that act like this. And when grown adults have kids... They all of a sudden feel like they gotta talk. They gotta be like, "Oh my God, look, little, look, little Joey, the little ducks." I mean, if you're by yourself and you're crying, like these fucking ducks, no grown ass person with no kids that softens you up, makes you a soft little little boy and girl inside again. Cause I get it, you know, you have kids, you know, you soften up and shit like that. I get it. Like if I had a kid, if I had a daughter, you know, I'd be wearing the princess crown when I'm. She's pouring me fake tea. Like, yeah, you know, you soften up type of shit. You know, in some ways. You know, you, you play along. You, you let her be a princess and all that shit. I get it. You have the kids in the car. But if you have no kids and, and you're in, you have no kids. There's no kids in the car. You just by yourself. And if you're wearing sunglasses when it's shady outside and you kind of look like a bitch or a cunt anyways... Don't sit there and all of a sudden be like, well, the ducks? Like, no, fuck you. Because you know if you're not happy to regular people, but you treat ducks better, no. You know what? You better duck and cover. Um, <laughs> which is kind of weird. You know, it's called duck and cover, which was actually made, I believe, for the... It was actually a, a PSA, an educational video they use in schools in like the 40s and 50s when there were... For a potential, if there was a nuclear bomb that was attacked their way. Which, by the way, a nuclear bomb, like, coming your way. Because I think it was after Hiroshima and shit like that. Um, and so, there was, like, in America, we were so worried. like And, like, hey, guys, if we happen to get a nuke, an atomic bomb dropped on us. Kids, just remember the duck. And cover. It's like, first of all, the duck and cover doesn't really matter for that. Even for tornadoes, probably not going to do a whole lot, but it's better than nothing. Because tornadoes could take the buildings, but somehow it'll take everything but the actual lightweight 100 plus pound people. But the 80 fucking thousand pound roof on it is like, get up here, bitch. But those 120 pound little 8th grader, nah. Man, we won't take that. <laughs> That's how physics works. Um... <laughs> Oh, well, you know, I was in the stall, so I was protected. It's like, there's a fucking no roof on the stall. All right? But okay. Um, <laughs> it took the toilet, but it won't take me. Uh, <laughs> the toilet that's bolted into the floor, it won't take that. Or it will take that, but it won't take your flimsy ass. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Um, but no, you know, they had the whole, like, uh, they had the whole... PSA of emergency things like when it comes this is what you do and they create a nice little it's weird how they made a happy theme song to something that would happen in extreme distress when it would be the most unhappiest of times 
that's like one of those fucked up manipulative things where it's like the government like they add music to things to kind of offset what's actually happening like hey if you put happy music when we're telling you about a suicidal story you know it's all fun and games and they add like this cute little jingle when a fucking atomic bomb is gonna kill you like imagine it's like hey guys atomic bomb is touching ground in one minute and then all the kids like duck and cover kids just sing duck and cover it'll be fine it's like okay um but yeah apparently the ducks never learned the duck and cover because if the cars just said fuck it they would have to duck and cover from you know four thousand pound suburbans um <laughs> and uh i don't think there's a battle they're gonna win uh <laughs> duck duck go <laughs> Oh, they're going to be searching for the engine that ran them over. Um, (laughs) uh, Ah, Jesus. Uh, uh, 53 minutes. You know what? Might as well make an hour. Made it this far. You know? Boys worked hard. It's the least I could give you is an hour plus pod of the boy. Uh, let's see. Honestly. Uh. Actually, you know what? This is kind of funny. So I wrote this, you know, I was fucking around one day. And as you guys know, I used to do like rapping poetry. Well, not really poetry, but I used to rap with my friend. And recently, I'll randomly, when I have some time, which isn't a whole lot these days, but randomly, like, I've had a weird dabbling and writing rap I really need to get back to my screenwriting but I was having fun one day I think like sometimes when you're too focused you need to just do something that has nothing to do with anything just some fun something that's not going to contribute to anything beneficial to your future career whatever just something to kind of like you know what what's something I like to do that has nothing to do with anything so I wrote a little it's probably like eight bars and it's the most dumbest shit ever. I was like, let me just rhyme some shit. So here it is. I wrote this on June 28th, so enjoy. Shit, what the fuck does that say? Tomato infested, grilled for that cheese squeeze. Tornado twisted tongue, thrilled to appease the unpleased. We got a rat in the yard. Someone called the exterminator. I put extermination, but I don't think. Oh, no, I did. We got a rat in the yard. Someone called the extermination. I got a bat to infect your forehead since hard-headed is deemed determination. That's actually a pretty good bar. I'm not going to lie. Love the outliers. Staying in line. Hate the inliners. Curving my outline. Like, bitch, you can't draw. No snitch, but let me pee on your paw. <laughs> All right, now let me say it throughout without interrupting myself with my own, like, wow, that was pretty good. Tomato and pested grill for the cheese squeeze. Tornado twisted tongue, thrilled to appease the unpleased. We got a rat in the yard. Someone called the extermination. I got a bat to infect your forehead. Since hard headed is deemed determination. Love the outliers. Staying in line. Hate the inliners. Curving my outline. Like, bitch, you can't draw no snitch, but let me pee on your paw. 
Actually, okay, it did rhyme at the end. I was like, wait, what did the P or your Paul rhyme with, rhyme with draw? Okay. Um, <laughs> that was just a ramp. I might start doing that. Just writing random eight-liner rap bars. <laughs> Bullshit. It might just sneak them into some pods. Since it is the Often Be podcast that was originated from my inability to rap on the beat. Or really not inability, just determination to not rap on the beat. It's kind of a skill. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that's that. <laughs> uh, oh, Clint. I'm actually just going through my notes. <laughs> Jeez, I, you know, have you ever wrote like so many notes down and you're just looking through it and you're like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> uh, Oh, here we go. Here's just some topics I wrote down on April 18th. Uh, oh, my parents have our... Okay. Well, this is odd. I don't know if I should say that because I don't want to get algorithm blocked. Actually, no. Uh, wait, those are podcast topics from a whole. See, here's what happened when you don't title. You ever like not title your notes? And you're going through and you're like, did I talk about this on this podcast before? I should probably type in like, hey, this was episode blah, blah, blah. Uh, all right, you know what? Fuck the notes. I've got a couple minutes left in the pod. It sounds like I'm just trying to fill the time. But I'm really not. I was actually trying to find some interesting talk about but you know what i'll you know here's what i'll leave with today right um or at least this episode since i'll probably do multiple episodes recorded today um part of do part of change is truly i i really think that working out is a microcosm well it's not even belief like it is like i don't care Working out and exercising is really a microcosm of life in the simplest of senses. Is that anything worth having is hard. And that it's not just discomfort. It You really get out what you put into it. And yes, there are going to be people with better genetics. Like in real life, there are going to be people who are just naturally smarter. There are going to be people that just have advantages, whether they come from money, whether they come from this, whether they come from that, or whether they have this advantage. They just naturally have, they just naturally play instruments better. They could just naturally, they just have, they just start at a higher place than you just because they were born into a certain situation. You know what? Or because they have genetics, they have certain things that you just don't. And it's no different than gym. Some people start out literally not being able to lift the bar. Like, I was someone when I first got into a gym working out. I could not bench. I don't even think a 10 on each side. Like, and I was like 240 pounds of 
Now, granted, it was not good weight. 204, and I couldn't bench a 10 on each side. For context, I couldn't even squat right. I was just meh. I, I couldn't, I'm still not good at pull-ups, really. But I couldn't even, like, muster the idea of a pull-up. I couldn't do a dip. I couldn't even do a push. I couldn't do nothing. I mean, I couldn't do nothing. I couldn't do nothing. And there were some people. I had my, my, my best friend, Tristan, in high school. Now, granted, he was, like, 140 pounds. He's skinny. He was an ROTC. But, like, we, we start weight training at the same time. And this man could crank out, like, 15 pull-ups. Just by existing. Never really did it before, but he just naturally had an ability to do pull-ups. And he wasn't necessarily, like, big and strong, but he was at least admirable as a starting point. And you know what? It's really a microcosm of life of that. Some people, they're going to start in positions you're not. They're going to start with advantages you don't. But... That's no excuse for you not to improve the position that you can be. It's no excuse for you to not put in as much effort as you can. Or to devise a plan, whether it's a workout plan. Or just go in the gym and go into life and just start doing shit. And you will get better at it by through trial and error. You will fail. And that's really what all it is. Failure. Because you don't know what you're capable of or what you can't do and where you progress the next week until you fail. And it took a lot of failures for me to finally get everything together. And I say that because I think people look at this gym culture as like toxic. And yes, there is a gym fitness thing that is toxic. And I don't really even consider myself part of it. I just work out. And I enjoy it. And I don't work out with anyone. I don't take pictures for anyone. I don't even take pictures for me. Like, I don't even take pictures of myself. I don't even look in the mirror when I work out because it's weird. I'm just not that type of person. But I think, um, shit, where was I going with that? Yeah, like this whole like gym toxic cult, it's not really toxic. The only thing that makes it toxic is people that want to make it seem like working out is like it shows insecurity in someone. And isn't it weird how now we live in a society? I don't even like using that term, but we kind of live in a culture, a world, whatever, where someone put in expedited effort. Putting hard work, something that takes consistency, something that takes dedication and discipline, is now looked at as a negative characteristic in someone, possibly, by some people. I'm not saying you got to look at someone that goes to the gym and you got to admire them or something. You only have to respect it, quote unquote, but to sit there and you see people trying to actually say it's a negative when they see someone who works out and is in really good shape and all that shit because it shows that they must be compensating for something so are you saying any time someone puts effort and time into something to improve something about themselves they're compensating for something because how is that different than someone that purposely aspires 
to go to school, learn a trade, learn a skill, to make six figures, seven figures, whatever the fuck, make a lot of fucking money. Does that mean they're compensating for something? Or do they just want to actually make money for a lifestyle they want to live? And when someone works out, do they just want to work out because it makes them feel good? Because it's actually good for your health and it actually fucking does wonders for them. So I'll just leave it for this. Working out is life. You don't have to say gym is life, but don't say life shouldn't be without a gym. And that's episode 158 of the Often Be Podcast because my camera's about to die. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, and suck some titties. And I forgot to say at the beginning of the pod, but have a great day, guys. Have a great day. Oh, oh.